man, y'all already know how it's about to go down tonight with the one and only original bad girl of comedy, the one, the only Lunel. Hi. Yes, indeed. The one and only very lovely, beautiful Lunel. Man, I am excited about this one right there. How you doing, Queen? Can you hear me okay? If not, I'll put my headphones on. Oh, no, you good. You good. You oh, know, I'm good? Yeah, you know that voice, Carrie. You good. Thanks, baby. <laughs> How are you doing? You know, in spite of everything going on, in spite of uh, being unemployed, in spite of hearing about death every day, I'm really doing okay because um, I'm blessed to have a house to be able to quarantine in. I'm blessed to have um you know my husband here with me and i'm blessed to get a little time off because i had a very hectic schedule and i could really use this rest you know yeah absolutely yeah you have been um you've been you've been really getting it in you've been really getting it in and um I'm just really, really grateful that you uh, you thought of me to come back and 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 want to come back on the show and and chop it up with me a little bit. So I'm very, very grateful for that right there to be thought of. Man, thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Now, um, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. You know, um, it's it's really been crazy, and um, I guess it it has really given everybody, you know. Uh, kind of a a wake up call, especially because you know we out here moving around, moving fast and stuff. It, it make you appreciate a lot of things. So I, I definitely understand um, things slowing down a little bit sometimes. But you know, um, a question that I had from a fan, they wanted to know, um, they just wanted to really know like your your political um, perspective on what's going on right now, because, you know, we hear so much stuff and we, we being bombarded with so much news and it's kind of, you don't really know what to believe now. And, and, you know, just would like to get your perspective on what you think on it. Well, I really don't like to get into religion or politics because, you know, I feel like that's um, everybody's private choice, you know, I don't want to run off any any fans. You know, I may have fans that we don't agree politically. Right, right. And that might make them feel some type of way about me. And I know I feel some type of way about things, you know, off the air I might tell you anything. <laughs> but uh, I prefer to not get into a political or religious conversation. Absolutely. I, I, I know, and, and I feel the same way. I feel the same because it's always going to be, you know, your 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 own opinion on what you think about it. You know what I mean? Everybody's not going to never agree on when it comes down to stuff like that, you know, but I definitely feel you. Yeah, I'm real funny about that. Just like um, some comics or entertainers may pray in a group before their performance. I prefer to pray alone because, you know, you don't know whose hand you're holding. You don't know where they're coming from. They may taint your prayer, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely agree with you on that. You know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm as I get older, you know, um, and and 
coming into my own understanding about certain things. I, I'm I'm, I'm kind of leery about vibes and vibrations and different, you know, people that you do come in contact with, you know, because those those vibes and those energies can jump on you. And um, those spirits, you know, it it, 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 can, it can have you it can have you kind of messed up a little bit. So you do got to. Well, yeah, guard. you know, you look at the statistics and most people that, you know, murdered <laughs> are a lot of times just their friend that took them out, you know, so you got to be wary. Right, right. But I don't want to get off off on a bummer or anything like that. Let me hit this joint. Look, let me yeah. hit this joint left over from Pole Twenty yesterday. I, I, I know that's right, and, and 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 save me a little bump on it now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, now where are you at again? I'm in Louisiana. I'm in Louisiana. Remember, we were talking. We, we we talking about trying to um get you to come down here because I, I, you know, I, I don't I don't think you've ever done a show here. Like, cause I know Martin and them they came down here and and did the um did their little run and then uh, Mike Epps always come through all the time. But I was talking to a friend and you know trying to see how we can get get you um down here or even you know it'd be nice to even get um. Get the get the uh, bad girl to come to, to swing through here. Well, I am the original bad girl of comedy, so I don't know who else you're talking about. But um, I think the only thing that's kept me from being in uh, New Orleans, because what what part of Louisiana are you in? Baton Rouge. Baton, how far is Baton Rouge from New Orleans? About forty-five minutes. Okay, I was supposed to do New Orleans twice. And twice the show got canceled. Not me. The, uh, the promoter had problems. So it wasn't. It's not me. I love everything about Louisiana, and um, you know, it's, uh, it's there's only you know, hell, I'm easy to get. Just gotta have the money and the time. You know, the money and the <laughs> time, and I'm there too. Right, right, right. <laughs> now, um. One of the top twenty-five funniest people um, in LA, and that was that was uh, quoted um, from LA Magazine. Um, I thought that that was that was really really dope, and um, being honored at City Hall, um, you know, as part of Black History Month, I thought that that was um, that was that was well deserved. Uh, you've been really putting in work for a long long time, and. I just wanted to know how how did that feel to you to uh, to be honored? Well, it felt amazing because, as you know, there are no award shows for comedians. Hmm. You know, we don't get no pats on the back and stuff like that. Right. I think that some of the I think some of the white networks or white comics may have um, some type of award show, but urban comics don't have one. And I also have a grudge against BET because Comic View kept BET afloat for many years, yet they don't pay any tribute to Ronaldo Ray. They don't right. ask any of the Comic View hosts or legends to attend the BET Awards or do a skit or, permit or uh, present any awards or anything. And I take offense to that because... A lot of us owe our careers to BET Comic View, and I think that our loyal fans would love to see us back on there in some capacity. Yet, you know, when the times change, a lot of times the executives change, and 
They may be younger coming in and they don't know us and don't care. Right. So, you know, it's so great that City Hall honored us with a breakfast, gave us a flag, and they had an exhibit of our merchandise and um, skits and stuff in City Hall. So that was amazing because I never had any interactions with City Hall unless I was like going to jail and getting out of it. <laughs> I know that's right. Now, um, you know, do you think that that's that's because of um, things changing um, so much within BET to to why um, that's not that's not something that's that that has a light on it like that? Well, yeah, not just BET, but just the world. You know, we live in a youth-based world now. And when I was coming up and people before me, we paid homage to the people that went before us. But now in comedy and in the rap, uh-huh. it's like if you're not in a certain age demographic, you're irrelevant. Like I never thought I'd live to see the day when people said stuff like old ass LL Cool J, old ass yeah. Buster Ron. You know, these are legends that paved the way. You should bow down and pay homage. You know, um, people can't remember the names of the Queens of Comedy, the largest female comedy show in the history of comedy. Right. You know, they can't even remember the names of the sisters no more. And it's sad and hurtful because we have put in a lot of work and, you know, some of the Gen Xers will be on Instagram like, who are you? You watch up, you oh, you ain't done nothing. I'm like, bitch, I got four movies in the can right now. What the fuck are you talking about? But no, that's right. You know, it's, it's very um, hurtful. But I think maybe, you know, when we come back, um, you know, I think that we've all had a wake-up call and a reassessment about life and everything during this time that we had to sit down and be still. And I think that, you know, we, we might even get a little bit more love coming back than we had going out. You know what I mean? Right, right. Absolutely. Vibe Show 97.9, man. We just in here vibing out with the queen, the one and only Lunel. Y'all better make sure y'all keep it locked. We got some more stuff to talk about. Keep it locked. It's the Vibe Show. We live in lavish, lavish. I got expensive fabrics. I got expensive habits. You want to go with me? You like to roll with me? You want to play with me? Give me that letterman. Ice tournament. Ice style tournament. You ain't on this. Don't think they own this. one and only the queen Lou Nell. Now, you know what I want? I want to ask you about um about this Bruno, these Bruno Mars uh rumors. <laughs> what you want to ask me? I mean, they you know, this is a this is this has been one of the fan well, actually two or three of the fan uh questions that I'm looking in the email and and they say ask Lou Nell if she and Bruno Mars 
are dating or have dated? I said, okay, well, I'll ask her now. The only one I have never dated, he has a girlfriend named Jessica Caban. Very beautiful. They've been together about five or six years. I don't know. Um, but what has happened is that we have developed a relationship. Um, you know, we made a video together that went super viral. Uh-huh. Um, that was a blessing. That was all his idea because, of course, I couldn't, you know, meet one of the biggest stars in the world and say, hey, let's do a damn video. And, you know, that was his idea, which was a blessing for me because I used it in the montage to open my shows now. It's to the song Straight Up and Down. And uh, I get to go to the shows, you know, and I get to go backstage and see them. We uh, talk, you know, uh, from time to time. And I know some of the family members and management and band members, some of the hooligans. And uh, it's just like that. We just formed a really nice friendship. And I respect him and his talent and his heart. And his culture and uh, his music, especially, you know. Absolutely. Do you think you you think that um, you know when you get to a certain level in the entertainment business or whatever that um, you just you can take a picture with somebody or whatever, and 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 people, uh, paparazzi's, uh, different people, they just gonna run with that um, and and come up with whatever they want to come up with. When you're in the building, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Do is is would that be would that be like um, your publicist's job or or um, or would that fall along the lines of a, um, a, your, your publicist to to take care of things that that would fall that that wouldn't show you in a good light or something that may be not true or whatever or you just let it roll and and just deal with it. Well, sometimes, you know, depending on who they have you linked up with, Mm -hmm. there's no such thing as bad publicity. You know, me being linked up with uh, Bruno or Albie Short or Darius McCrary, which are all names that have come up, you know, with me, uh, is not a bad thing. Now, they said that I was dating, you know, Missy Elliott or some shit. I might have to do a spin on that, you know, and (laughs) no shade on Missy either. If I was going to date a bitch, Please let it be somebody like Missy Elliott, you know? Right, right. But we might want to, you know, anything that may be tarnish her brand or my mine, that is the job of the publicist to put a spin on it, make a statement, you know, um, release something to the press, uh, ask for a retraction or something like that. If it's harmful, but if it's just play and it's just playful, you know, uh, we don't trip off the stuff like that. Right, right. I get that. Now, um, I, I would like to ask you too. I know you, um, with with like you say, not being able to move around and do the do you know do the things that you would normally do um, on your on your calendar and your schedule. Um, like make money, like yeah, make money. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Have you been Have you been keeping up with um, with a lot of these battles that's been going on? These producer battles or whatever. A little bit. I don't even like the word battle, you know. I mean, I don't know what the battles were back in the day when hip-hop first started. And they truly were that, you know. Right. Um, I don't have time to watch every single motherfucker on Instagram live right now because, you know, 
everybody in the world is on IG Live at the same time all day and all night, you know? Right, right. So I may pop in and take a glimpse at this or that, but I don't really stay long. I know what has happened recently over Teddy and Babyface and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that made for great comedy, actually, when it, they didn't intend for it to be. Right. But I don't really uh, I don't really follow all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vegas residency. Uh, residency. Now, um, with, with, with doing that, like, is that different? Because I know, you know, it, it's huge to land something like that. And you have grinded and worked your way all the way up to um, that level of um, comedy and entertainment. Um, is that is that way different from um, basically doing doing comedy clubs? And I mean, I know it's it's, you know, bigger in size, but like to accomplish to get to that level in your career. Um, can you can you differentiate the difference between doing that and doing movies because I mean you, you you've been doing so much but um the residency is 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 definitely definitely a big thing it's a big deal well for those who don't know um before this shutdown I had a residency at the Jimmy Kimmel comedy club in Las Vegas every Sunday night at 10 o'clock and um, there's only two sisters on the strip regularly now. There used to be three. It used to be Monique, myself, and Marsha Warfield. Monique is no longer in Vegas. Uh, her uh, job ended, but I'm there, and Marsha Warfield is with the great George Wallace down at the Wingate. The thing about doing Las Vegas, well, first of all, doing Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club is an honor because that's the only comedy club in Las Vegas that has a national television show hooked to it. You know what I mean? Right. So I was able to do the club and go on his TV show, National. Also, the thing about doing Las Vegas is they don't give a shit how funny you are or how cute you are or any of that. They give a fuck how popular you are and when they put your face up on the building, well, the seat fill up with asses. That's all <laughs> they care about. Right. And, you know, you can be funnier than me and you may not get Las Vegas because they don't know you. You have to be really popular. You also have to be crossover. Because I can do some comedy in Natchez, Mississippi and Biloxi, uh, you know, anywhere like that for my people. But in Vegas, you have tourists. Some don't even speak English. They may be German or maybe they saw Borat may just want to come and see me, may not understand a word I say. So you have to be sort of appealing to black, white, Latinos, gay, straight, so that everybody can want to come see you, not just black folk, you know? Right, right. And you have to have material that resonates with everyone, too, you know? Um, Can't just go to Vegas and talk about chitlins and black eyed peas because... 70% 70% of your audience may not know what a children or a black eyed pea is. Right. You know, but if you talk about kids, weight, sex, relationships, money, food, everybody knows about that. So you have to be able to do comedy for everyone, not just your friends, not just the homies, you know? Right, right. Transitioning, um, transitioning with doing movies and um, 
doing comedy like with being a comedian and 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 getting into acting and doing movies um for you for instance um it doesn't have to always be uh comedic roles because um you know I've, I've seen you you know play serious roles as well but do you think that um with being casted um they they kind of categorize the comedians a little bit as far as like they, they want you to be the funny person when in fact you you might want to play a more serious role or how does that work well, I can put you on the spot right now and say a dramatic role have you seen me in, but no, I won't do that. Not really dramatic role, but like you have played like serious. You know what I mean? Well, it just wasn't always funny. Of course, you're going to be Linnell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but where did you see me do serious role in? Like, let's just say, for instance, on uh, Dolomite. You know, like to me, that's that's remnants of, of seriousness. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to always be Lou Nell and, and you know, because I, I just feel like that's just you originally. That's you being you. I don't think that even with your comedy, you're not even really, you don't even really be trying to be funny. You know what I mean? Some I just think that you got some that's originals, that's just naturally, organically funny, and then you got some comedians who, you know, really try to be funny. Well, let me say this. First of all, the most dramatic role I ever did was in a movie called Never Die Alone with DMX. And in that role, every, you know, it was about drugs and murder and everybody died in the movie except me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like my most dramatic role. I think that um, we get cast in comedies because we're going to bring something funnier to the table and to the film than was even written for us. Like we get the freedom to improvise because we are you know, used to acting on the spot, you know, being able to pop out something and we're going to bring a little more to the table than what is written. But if you'll realize and think some of the best dramatic actors are comedians, you know, Robin Williams was a great dramatic actor. Eddie Murphy did Dolomite. I mean, did, um, dream girls. He should have won the Oscar for that. He got cheated out of that. That wasn't comedic at all. Absolutely. You know, um, Mike Epps has done um, Survivor's Remorse, and that wasn't a comedic role, you know. So some of the greatest, uh, you know, look at Monique. She won the Oscar for, uh, 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 you know, Precious, and that was not a comedic role at all. So some of the best dramatic actors are comedians given the chance. Uh, I, 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 you know, uh, like do both. But I always am thinking something funny in my head. So, of course, it's easier for me to do something comedic than to keep a straight face and do something dramatic because <laughs> I'm crazy like that. <laughs> right, right. Now, um, you know, working with um, with Eddie Murphy, um, I mean, you, you, you're friends with um, so many different people in this business. Um, but working working with Eddie um, along with another, you know, with the rest of the all star cast of um, people on Dolomite, um, that that whole experience is that just like naturally just kind of being around your friends too, being on the set, you know what I mean? Like it just it was it an easy transition for you? Well, it was easier for me only because I already knew Eddie. Mm-hmm. If I had to just meet him for the first time on the set, you know, I might would have cried and threw up. Yeah. I still get uh, 
starstruck, you know, working uh, with Eddie in not one but two movies because I'm also in the Coming to America sequel that should be coming out in December. And when you watch Good Times All Your Life and you end up working with John Amos, you can not help but get starstruck when you see coming to America all your life sitting on the bed you never even dreamed that there will be a sequel 30 years later and that you'll be in it you know right when you get to work with James Earl Jones when you get to film on the Tyler Perry studio it's a really heady experience you know I knew Charlie Murphy before I knew Eddie and through Charlie I met Eddie so when we worked together on Dolomite we already had a little bit of a relationship, you know, and taking pictures and been to parties together and stuff like that. I like to say now that we're closer than we were for sure. You know, I've been to the house, I've been to a party and all that kind of stuff. And Eddie uh, has stated in many interviews that he really has an affinity for funny women. He really likes funny women. So um, I'm glad that we have a relationship now. I'm not saying I can go over there, you know, anytime I want to and have breakfast or some shit. But we definitely are no strangers, you know, and he's always been very kind to me, and it was amazing to work with him. Right, absolutely. Um, you also, you also in the sequel of um, I Got the Hookup too. Um, you know, what was that like working with with Master P uh, and his son Romeo on um, on that movie? Well, you know, that movie is just for fun and stuff. You ain't going to win no NAACP award for doing I Got the Hookup. <laughs> but um, I love Master P. I love how he raised his kids. I love what he stands for. He used to be up in the Bay Area when I was in the Bay Area. And I love uh, Romeo because he's grown up to be a fine young man. A fine young man. And... Uh, you know, I uh, I really dug that. Master P loves to laugh, even though he's a serious cat. And um, it was a you know that was a lot of fun. I only worked one day. I'm glad, you know. And uh, I got to hook up with you know good classic. So I'm glad I got an opportunity to run around with those fools and have some fun. Right, 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 definitely. Now the last time, last time you we all here, we we were talking about. I was talking about. I was asking you about um, you doing doing a book, and I just want to step back into that again and, and see how you know if that's coming along because I know you 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 was interested in that and you was like that's that's something that um, you're gonna do. Well, I definitely have that on the table, and we've talked to some publishers. But the thing about doing a book is a lot of times the publishers want to change what you do for a certain trajectory, you know. And a lot of people want me to do like just a coffee table book with pictures of me and famous people. Mm-hmm. Or some people want me to do a really funny, classic type of book. But I've been through a lot of shit. Right. And the type of book I want to do, I want to do a more inspirational book to let people know where I came from and how I got where I'm at. And that it's not your circumstances that define you, it's you that defines you. You know, I've been through it all. I've been through the rapes, I've been through the drugs, I've been through incarceration, I've been separated from my child, I've had a bad marriage, got back together. I've done all that shit. 
and had to smile through it all and perform through it all. You know, the shit I've been through, there's no reason I should be a comedian. I should be somewhere in a mental ward sucking my thumb and crying. But God gave me a gift, and it is a gift. Because you can teach anybody to do stand-up comedy, but you can't teach anybody to be great. That's a gift. Right. Just like you can teach anybody to sing, but you can't teach what Fantasia and Jennifer Hudson them got and right. Pat LaBelle. You can't teach somebody how to sing. Right. That's right. a God-given gift. So I have the gift, and I made it through. And, you know, um, it's been difficult, but the only way to truly fail is to quit. And right. I wanted to quit several times, and I want to talk about that. That's the book I want to write. And until somebody's on the same page with me, there will be no book. But if they want to get on the page with me and do what I'm trying to do, then there will be a book coming. Absolutely. Um, comedy CD. I only drink at work. <laughs> that title right there, um, I love it, and I, I just think that that's that's real right there. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> Let's talk about well, that. Well, yeah. Um, okay, I only drink at work. It can be gotten on iTunes or you can go to my website, com. You can order it. You know, if you're the type of person who likes to actually hold a CD and look at the cover and stuff like that, we can send you one. But um, I'm, I titled it that because, you know, I have a very extensive bar here at my home but I don't sit around at home drinking because that's just lonely. Right. I get to drink on the job. Everybody doesn't get to do that. And so when I uh, did I Only Drink at Work, that's pretty true. Now, that ain't true no more <laughs> during this corona. Right. You know, I'm having a vodka tonic right now. Right. But right. Um, normally I only drink at work because I, I knock back so many cocktails on a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday that I don't need to come home and drink, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I prefer to drink with people. I prefer to have cocktails with people. I'm a social drinker, you know? Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> now, that, that that picture, one of the, uh, okay, I'm looking at this fan question. Okay, and the fan question said they seen um, a picture that you posted that had uh well, nicely. My boobs out. Not well. That one too. That's another fan question. But they had. They wanted. They was asking about the um, the herb. The herb. The, the bags of herb. <laughs> they wanted to know the flavor of that. Or, or was that? A, you know, a, people are really fucking ridiculous because everybody thinks that's my living room. First of all, what kind of woman would have that quantity of weed? That picture was pulled from Instagram on somebody else's page, and I posted it before 20. And right. if I did have that much weed, I surely wouldn't put it on. <laughs> no. You asking to be wild? You asking for the fans to come and mess with you? That was just a picture on Instagram, honey. Right. So everybody need to calm down. And as far as the boob pictures, I posted about a movie that I did with Adam Sandler called That's My Boy, where I played a stripper named Champelle. I put the picture, it was 10 pictures in a row. I put the picture of me and Adam Sandler first with my boobs out. The second and third picture were of me with plaster of Paris and stuff on my chest. And the fourth picture is of the fake 
boobs that they made for the movie. Right. But not only did people not read the comments, they were all up in my face like, oh, your tits look great. I'm like, <laughs> these are fake. Like, I have four brothers. Four brothers. Oh my there is God. no possible way that I would put my fucking titties on Instagram. And I'm a mother. Like, get a clue. That's not me, you know? Yeah. That, that I, I have people on the page showing clearly how they're being measured and there's a white woman's arm in it. So those boobs are fake because I had to do a uh, a stunt on the stripper pole hanging upside down. Real boobs would fall into your mouth. <laughs> so they made fake boobs for the movie. Like everybody need to calm the fuck down. Relax. Relax. Yeah. But Relax. You know, it goes back to Relax and read. Yeah. Relax and read. What you said, uh, you know, in the last interview, you was like, man, everybody just be so uptight all the time, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, well, you know, I I I uh I can't help that. I can't help what, what people think and feel, but I know that, you know, they used to have a phrase, white folks used to say, if you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. Mm-hmm. Because we don't fucking read. You know, and then now they want to come up with TikTok, which will make our attention span shorter than it already is. You know, and, and these kids can't even sit down and watch a damn movie because without their phone in their hand because their attention span has been hijacked. Right, right. You know? You can't get these kids to sit down and watch Roots like we used to watch Roots and Shaka Zulu unless you put it on the phone. Right, right. You know? Again, they would learn more about the Bible watching it on TV because they're not going to read the Bible. Right, right. Do you think that that's, um, that's, that's done purposely? Yes, that's by design. It used to be against the law for black folks to learn how to read. Remember that? Yeah. You could get killed for teaching a black person how to read. And, I, you know, I, during this coronavirus, if there's nothing on TV, you could pick up a book. It could be a book about anything. It could be a book about Whitney Houston. It could be a book about Bobby Brown. You could read a biography. Of, you know, people got books out here. And, you know, maybe you could go slow. Maybe two pages, you might fall asleep. But you should at least just try. You know, now Jet Magazine and, uh, hell, Ebony Magazine is going out of damn business because people don't read no damn much. I know, I know. And that was iconic stuff. You're right. I used to look forward to you can go. You, you couldn't go to nobody's house and, and not see some uh, magazines on the table or, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. you're right about that. You're right about that. Yeah, and, and if you think they won't read a book, they're not even reading a, a three-inch long text message. So, you know, that's the attention span thing. <laughs> you know what? And, uh, that ain't no lie. That ain't no right. lie. But nobody, nobody like, oh, is talking too on much, the phone you know? no more, though. Nobody, no, everything is either, is, everything is an email, a text message. Uh, a DM. Um, no, nobody. Nobody talks to each other anymore. Is well, it, is that's generational. That's generational as well. I think people have talked more on the phone during this lockdown than ever. But if you don't want to, you know, I used to do a joke and say that men want to communicate with you, but they don't want to talk to you, and they can text you and get you all the way across town and in bed without ever out of hear your voice. That's like a Christmas present for a man, you know? <laughs> but 
you know, you can't uh, talk sexy in a text message. You can't hear the infliction in somebody's voice in the text message. And if you, you know, text somebody and say, call me, and they don't call you, well, they're not worth their time because you don't even want to talk to me. Like, you only want to tell. I remember when men wouldn't even take a typing class because they thought it was gay. Right. And now all they want to do is text somebody. Like, G-T-F-O-H. <laughs> you know, you got to call me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I don't want to talk to everybody either. So right. that's where texting comes in handy. You know, if we can just get to the point without all the BS, then that's fine. But if you're trying to court somebody or you love somebody or you want to get the draws, it sure is nicer to hear somebody's voice and to just read something on the text. Because anybody could be texting you that. You don't know if their kid got hold of the phone and they texting you something naughty. Right, you know? right, right. Absolutely on that. Um, new comedy special to uh, funny women of a certain age, um, and that's mm-hmm. on uh, Showtime and um, mm-hmm. on demand. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, funny women of a certain age. Why that title? Well, I didn't title it, but it's it, um, a lady named Carol Montgomery put the whole thing together. She's a woman of a certain age. I'm a woman of a certain age. You know. Monique's a woman of a certain age. We're grown. Miss Laura Hayes, a woman of a certain age. Adele, you know, some more we're all of a certain age. Mm. And with age comes wisdom. With wisdom comes even better material. Right. And there had never been a special done uh, with women of a certain age. So Carol decided to put it together. It's a franchise. We filmed it in Brooklyn. It was lit. Fran Fresher from The Nanny was the host. And, um, you know, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. There's some really funny women out there. As a matter of fact, Serious Radio has just started to develop a channel called She's So Funny, which is going to be exclusively all-female comics, you know? Uh-huh. And we're putting that together right now. It's really, really crowded at it's about damn time. But um, that was a great experience. And plus, you know, it wasn't some hacky not, not to say that Hulu and shit is tacky, but this was Showtime. They paid a great deal of money, and it was a wonderful experience. And uh, I think that Carol Montgomery was really smart for putting that together. Right, right, right. With, with definitely with the All Star cast. Because we're in a millennial, or we're, we're in a younger generation of this world. Everybody wants to look younger. Everybody wants to be younger. Everybody wants to feel younger. But you know, those younger people, I pray that they get to be our age. You know, because kids are dying younger every damn day. And, you know, I'd rather be my age than be gone. Shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah, I wish that my belly was still flat, and I wish that my knees didn't crack when I walked, and I wish that, you know, both my titties was the same size still, but they're not. And yet I still got a ring on it, and my husband loves and desires me, and more than he does, and I don't get paid have uh, perky titties. I get paid to talk shit, and that's what I do, no matter what the hell you look like. If I'm sitting down, if I'm laying on a gurney, as long as I can run my mouth, that's what the people come to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and that that can be found on demand, too, as well as um, I Only Drink at Work. That can be found on all platform, digital platforms as well. Um now, I guess when, 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 whenever all of this stuff uh, blows over and 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 
I don't think that things are going to really get back to normal um, as we knew it. But um, I guess get back to a point where we can move around a little bit. Um, what can what what can we look forward to? Oh my God! Well, first of all, anybody who hasn't been sitting home and collecting material out of this situation is a horrible comic. If you if you come out of this and you're doing the same material you was doing before we went into this, you're a hack. You know, there's so much material to be spoken about after this pandemic blows over, you know? It's going to be a slow integration back into doing shows, I think. Probably the smaller clubs is where you're going to catch us. You know, Essence Festival got canceled. We won't be doing any big concerts, I don't think, in theaters for a while. So you'll have to catch us at an improv or a laugh factory or Honey Bone or something like that. I know that, you know, people have asked me what do I miss during, most during the pandemic. Well, I miss fine dining. I miss laughter and making people laugh. And I miss traveling because I love to travel. Right. But, um, you know, uh, I think that people are going to be very, very anxious to get back to the comedy clubs. They need some laughs after all this horribleness. And uh, those of us who stayed relevant during the pandemic, you know, I started a YouTube show during this, which I hope to tell you all about more at the end of the interview. But um, I think people want to come see us, but I will say this and hear me clearly. If any of you out there have ever seen or met me, and if you have a picture of me and we're hugging up or we're kissing, or I got my finger in my mouth or I licked the side of your face, that is now a collector's item because there will be no more of that. Um, I don't think that people are even going to be able to touch a celebrity anymore, you know, unless you catch us in the grocery store or something. I don't even do my own grocery shopping. So, you know, I had tried to shut it down even before COVID came along because I have very sensitive eyes and allergies and I'm uh, allergic to people, certain people's uh, perfume or makeup or cologne, and you may hug me with all the love in your heart and two minutes later, I got to stick an EpiPen in my leg and go to the hospital because I'm allergic. Right. So I just, you know, I'm getting a shirt made right now that says, if you love me, don't touch me. <laughs> so uh, there won't be, you know, we may do meet and greet after shows, but we're going to be across the table or I don't know how we're going to do it. But there's no more of that. That that's over. At least for me, it for sure. Right, right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be definitely gonna be different. Let's talk about the uh, about the YouTube. Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, during this um, lockdown, I developed a YouTube show. It's called Hey Lunell. If you follow me on Instagram, Lunell L U E N E L L, you can just click the link in the bio and subscribe. Or you can just go to, and if you if you do that and you heard about it on this show, please let me know in the DMs or something like that. That would be great. And uh, or if you don't do Instagram, you can just go to YouTube and put in Hey Lunell, H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L. The show is an hour long, and um, I broadcast here from the crib. Unlike my girl, Wendy, I get all glammed up for you, lashes, jewelry, the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, I I go live every Wednesday, like tomorrow, at 3 p.m. 
California time, uh, 5 o'clock Central Time and 6 o'clock Eastern Time. And it's, you know, one hour and I do all kind of fun stuff. I usually have a quarantine during the show. I usually do edible of the week. <laughs> I uh, answer questions. I tell stories. And every week we're getting a little bit better. You know, I've just got a, a new, um, we started to put my cash app at the bottom. I didn't want to, but they're like, are you crazy? Everybody else is doing it. I know, right? And due to some, yeah, so due to some donations, I've been able to get a mixing board and a microphone. And we just rigged that up today for tomorrow's show. So every week we get a little better, better sound, better music. I'm going to get an intro song and, you know, um, I'm starting to show my merchandise that you can also get on my website, com, And so it's just a way for me to um, stay on the minds of people because, you know, people got short memory. Right. And if you didn't stay relevant during this pandemic, it's like you got to start your career all over again. But <laughs> this is the way I did it for the fans to see me, to be able to reach out to me and enjoy me, you know, during, during this uh, shutdown. So I'm very happy, you know, I, like I said, on my Instagram, at Lunel, just click, click the link in the bio, said you heard it on the side, you know, or go to Hey, hey Lunel on YouTube and check me out. I've been having a lot of fun. Absolutely. Definitely excited about that. And um, that, that is, that's www.heylunell.com. You can also uh, follow her at Lunell, at L-U-E-N-E-L-L on Instagram. And um, now the the friend me, let's let's talk about that because like that's that's the Facebook where they can go over there. And um, that's like a fan page over there on Facebook. My fan page is the official Lunell. Okay. Everything I post on Instagram, I also post on the um, Facebook page. The official Lunell, that's my Facebook page. Because I find that, you know, the grown folks is on Facebook and my little ratchets is on Instagram. But I fuck with everybody, so that's why I'm on both platforms. But I will not, I repeat, I will not be on TikTok. Somebody said I got a page on TikTok. Well, <laughs> I might, but I didn't do it. You know, I got to talk to my engineer. She's young and she might have made one for me. I want to thank everybody who appreciated my little uh, Don't Rest Challenge video I put up, Just Me. I did it, and I got over like a hundred thousand views. You know, hell, I was mm-hmm. like, "Damn, that's crazy!" But you know, thank you, everybody. Right. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. You know, you are you, you're definitely loved, um, and I'm very, very grateful to just to have the opportunity to be able to speak with you again. Like it's always amazing every time we do. And I'm hoping that um, you come back on here again and again. And as many times I'm hoping I get to come down there and see y'all in person, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my God, let's go. Uh, You know, I, uh, um, I also want to say that if you guys are fans of Tracy Morgan, please, uh, the new season of the last OG has started fucking hilarious and I did an epic Thanksgiving episode myself John Amos, Anna-Maria Horsford, Cat Williams J.B. Smooth written by Keenan Ivory Wayans directed by Robert Townsend 
It's going to be crazy. So keep your eye on the lasso G as well, you guys. Y'all do y'all gonna do a media run for that too? You can come back on here. Tracy, Tracy, I don't know, maybe, probably. If I find out when the episode is gonna air, well at least we'll certainly let you guys know. Okay. Okay, definitely. I just want to thank you again so, so much and uh, wishing you more blessings and more success and continue to be safe and, and prayed up and, and we're going to make it through this. Yeah, thanks, everybody. And let's just take this thing serious and do what we're supposed to do. Enjoy the time with your family. You know, there's people who eating dinner with their family now that haven't eaten dinner with their family in, in years. There's, you know, people bonded with their kids that really had lost the lost the magic and didn't even know it. So, you know, out of everything bad, something good comes. And I just want to thank the good Lord for the courage that I have and the people that I've been able to make happy. And, you know, for your interest in me, I want to thank you. And, you know, we're all in this together. Hashtag, we're all in this together. Yes, indeed. It's the Vibe Show 97.9 with my special guest. Y'all already know what it is. The one and only original bad girl comedy. The one and only the queen, Lunell. Thank you, queen. Thank you, my brother. Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, baby. Bye-bye. Got the word from my niggas. My niggas. Lately 